0: This is the Internet Report, where we uncover what's working and what's breaking on the Internet and why. This week, we're going to talk about a major outage that happened over the holiday week. So this happened the day before Thanksgiving on November 25th, and that was a major outage of a service within AWS. And this had... Pretty far-reaching consequences across a number of different services. If you're a customer of Ring or iRobot, which makes the Roomba, like you would have noticed the effect of this outage, and it was fairly prolonged, so it was a it was a pretty big deal. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna just talk about that particular incident today. Uh, so. First thing is that this was not a network-related issue. So um, it kicked off. uh, There was a maintenance uh, window in which some servers were added to a service called Kinesis, which is like a real-time data processing um, service and for streaming data. And um, then the issue started to kick off um, around 5.15 a.m. Pacific time on November 25th. And over the course of a the day, um, there was a number of mitigation actions that were taken by AWS, um, but it wasn't fully resolved until 10:23 uh, p.m. that evening. So we're talking and, I mean, all day, brilliant. yeah, more the than all day,
1: yeah. No, and and one of the things that you know um, is unique in terms of the resolution of this outage is that um, there was um, a lot of. Um, I wouldn't necessarily back and forth, but time taken to identify the root cause. Yeah. It was yeah. suspected to be, you know, um, something else, uh, but then the root cause uh, turned out to be kind of a latent issue, uh, which kind of the um, the update or the increase in capacity triggered. Um, yeah, so I think that explains. That was one of the reason why it took long to even figure out. Okay, what was happening? How do we like rectify it? But then. Another reason um, as has, it has been laid out in AWS is uh, pretty detailed like you know um, post outage um, description is that in terms of bringing back these servers, you couldn't like bring them back all you couldn't restart the service all at the same time. so they kind of had to get um, you know, spread out during the course of the day. Um, so something to the effect of you know they could only add back servers at the rate of you know, a few hundred per hour. So by yeah. the time we scaled back, it, it pretty much took the
0: whole day. Yeah, it was really interesting because, the, as, as you said, you know, they, yes, they did an update. It wasn't the update itself or the adding of additional servers, but it hit up against an, a limitation that was within the system right. prior to this. So, as you said, a latent issue, which was also the cause of, of some previous cloud outages um, that we saw, like, for example, Google and Microsoft. Um, and the the limitation was, um, you know, just an operating system configuration that limited the number of concurrent threads um, mm-hmm. uh, that it would support. Um, and and then because of that, that started to trigger um, uh, errors, and they started to see issues. But what was kind of interesting about this is just the not only the impact to the customers using Kinesis, but also how it affected other services within AWS that that had some dependency on it. And in some cases, the dependency wasn't critical, like they could mm-hmm. still in theory function with kinesis not being available to them, but they were still highly impacted by this. Right, I think Cognito is the one that you're yeah.
1: referring here, which is more like- uh, It's an authentication you- service, yeah. Right, for um, logging in. And the way Cognito uses Kinesis is to, um, you know, collect and analyze some API um, trends and all of that. So, you know, Kinesis is not really in the um, uh, workflow, if you may, um, to log in or to authenticate. But yeah, it's
0: not essential to the function
1: yeah. of Cognito, yeah. Right, yeah. but the dependency in Kinesis, while it was processing all of these, you know, um, API requests and the delay there kind of choked the authentication uh, workflow itself. So folks were unable to like even authenticate into um, Cognito. So that was one type of dependency.
0: Yeah, and it really revealed kind of like the resiliency fault lines, if you will, with that, with Cognito and and Kinesis and how what they thought might've been Fault tolerance. What right. that mechanism wasn't actually working, and so, you know, that's in their postmortem. They did say that that's something that they're they're hoping to address, um, or or have already addressed. Um, so so that's that's kind of one issue where it's like even within AWS, there's a lot of like they're using their own services quite heavily, and so there's a lot of interrelated um, kind of. Uh, dependencies across them, but also with their, their customers. I think it's interesting because, um, as you mentioned, like it could be that they had a customer who was reliant on Cognito, not on mm-hmm. Kinesis, that mm-hmm. would have been impacted. And we've seen that kind of hidden dependency, um, kind of Quite issue a bit, in a lot of outages, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially like if we rewind, um, tiers and, you know, if you remember that S3 outage that was, that happened again, um, in AWS, uh, there were a bunch of services that were dependent on S3. Now, a service like S3, and if you're, say, hosting a website, for instance, within AWS, you kind of understand that it's not necessarily a hidden dependency. You know that you know you're dependent on S3 right. if there is some storage there. But um, so that's a good example where S3 went down, and uh, some of um, AWS's like monitoring on status pages went down too. With right. that, we'll we'll get back to that in terms of you know. How to monitor and like all that. Um, but, you know, the point of hidden dependency, and then we were talking about that just before getting on this, this show is like, okay, I know as, as an enterprise, I know there are some certain dependencies while I'm, you know, putting my service on AWS. And, and you can ask the provider in terms of, you know, what your resiliency um, and then feedback mechanism is if one service goes down. But what about all of those hidden dependencies that, you know, you have no idea about, right? Like um, CloudWatch using Kinesis or Cognito using Kinesis or uh, maybe service A um, using service B and service B using Kinesis. Then, you know, all of those cascading dependencies, like Mm -hmm. as an enterprise, you actually have no idea about
0: Yeah. Um, And there's a, there's a few things, I mean, here that I think, you know, are takeaways. One of them is, you know, there's, there's really is a need when you're using a lot of these external services, things that you don't control. Yeah. There's an increased need for transparency. And transparency can be achieved a couple of different ways. One is just knowing that you need to be asking these questions and demanding that your providers are clear about what the underlying architecture is of some of these services. So you understand like, okay, you know, what happens if, you know, this goes down and and what are you relying on? Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, just the need again, when you, when you don't have control of a lot of these services, you need to, you need to be able to see them and understand. um, For example, if you have a critical service, you know, maybe you need to be monitoring that service and know, for example, do they have one DNS provider? Do they have multiple yeah. DNS providers? Um, and so, really, kind of s- start to map out, you know, what your um, uh, issues could potentially be if if something were to go wrong. Um, and that's why monitoring is just so important. <laughs> Speaking of monitoring, yes, CloudWatch. Um, again, yet another service, a pretty
1: popular um, AWS service, right? That again now uses Kinesis. For- or processing metrics and log data. And there was definitely an impact in terms of, you know, um, being unable to collect your metrics. If you're relying on CloudWatch, um, and say you were a customer that was impacted by this, your first like, you know, um, impulse reaction is to go check your monitoring system to see if it was you, if it was, you know, somebody right. else. Right. And there you go, if you're relying on CloudWatch, then you were like, you know, pretty much dead in water there. Like you really didn't know what was happening right. um, again very similar to what we've seen in the past with um, the S3 outage as well. Like I was saying, uh, I remember um, trying to get into the, you know, Amazon status like, you know, page in terms of what's going wrong and that didn't load because of that internal dependency. Now, I believe based on the, um, you know, um, RCA uh, Amazon's planning to add some kind of changes that'll allow cloudwatch users to you know um access metrics within a 3 hour window locally so you know you yeah. might not like you know yeah. um see an issue but this was
0: more than a 12 hour window so right. right and and also i think it just you know provokes the question um of you know do you need more kind of independent monitoring or monitoring not. capability and you may still use CloudWatch, but you also may need something you know to independently um uh monitor triangulate exactly your, yeah, yeah yeah i mean because it's like who, who's who watches the watcher right like you you, you want to make sure that you're not overly right. dependent on one particular entity
1: Yeah. And and in a lot of cases, right, like in this example, for instance, like um, you as an enterprise relying on Kinesis, for instance, you are pretty much not going to be able to do anything in terms of solving the issue. But, you know, at least if you know there is a problem, there is a level of communication that you can send back to your customers, like, you know, kind of Explaining what the issue is, or at least right, giving you right, a heads right. up, right? Because exactly. a lot of this is relying on brand loyalty and, like, you know, making sure protecting your own brand as well, um, especially with this increased um, dependency that that we're seeing in, in the age of the cloud right now.
0: Absolutely, oh. absolutely. Um, really, really interesting lessons. And again, like a lot of these recent outages were kind of were. It's just another illustration of of what we we've been talking about um, right. all this time.
1: I, you know, going back to a couple of points that we, you know, touched about, right, Angelique, like in terms of um, monitoring, um, and and it's usually thought about from an operational standpoint, right? Like, okay, um, I need to make sure my service is working once it's live in production. But even from that angle of you know, understanding those dependencies, right, that has to happen um, in the architecture yep. stage of yeah, as you're thinking about building your apps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because who knows what dependency your app would kind of get impacted with as well. Monitoring is the second aspect to it, but just identifying those has to happen kind of in the um, baselining and readiness space of, um,
0: you know, your cloud Absolutely. deployment and cloud migration itself. And then, um, Who's so really is thinking about, yeah, yeah, who's watching The Watcher, but also thinking about monitoring, as you're saying, from a life cycle standpoint, right? Exactly. Like you're really kind of thinking about it at every stage from your, you know, uh, from the architecture standpoint, from yep. the, the services selection, vendor selection, resiliency, fallback, you know, Q&A, rollout, and then operations. Every, I mean, right. it's just like at every it's, stage, right? It's at
1: every stage, like, monitoring becomes important. And then um, the other aspect which was interesting to me is, like, you know, probe your cloud provider, right? Like ask these questions. It's totally fine to ask these questions um, and and kind of um, have them be transparent. And I think most of the cloud providers you know, are transparent, especially in the case when there is an outage in terms of giving um, RCA yeah. and things like that. And I don't think anybody tries to willfully hide information. It's just a matter of help them sometimes connect the dots, yeah. right? Like in the case of Cognito or in the case of like, you know, CloudWatch, like um, these dependencies existed, but, you know, were they didn't catch it themselves, like, you know, they didn't know it could have backed this way. So I would rather think of this as more collaborative in terms of, you know, help them Connect the dots in that way, you're benefited as well in terms of identifying
0: these. Exactly, exactly. And they have a lot of customers. And so you really yeah. need to understand how their services are impacting you and then communicate to your point and collaborate as needed, because yep. maybe they've tuned their, you know, their service or their routing in a particular way, but it might be impacting you and and that's not optimal. And so, but if you have information that you can share, if you have evidence of a particular state.
1: Exactly. You
0: can communicate more effectively. And then typically that's going to work. That's going to get you a resolution um, and it's going to get you the transparency that you need um, to operate effectively. And
1: and we've seen this, right? Like um, we produce a cloud report every year and there are certain anomalies that show up and cloud providers are pretty good about like um, making sure those are rectified because at the end of the day, um, you know, their business relies on you know, enterprises, so making sure that experience is good is is up to their advantage. so it's not anymore um, of placing blame, but it's more about like let's educate, be transparent, um, so you know we can all benefit uh, together. So we've actually seen um, you know personally that um, some of these outages or some of those anomalies that exist, they've actually been rectified pretty quickly and and it's just been a positive um, um, approach there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Right. So That's that was our, our roll-up of the AWS outage. Again, you know, it's all about the dependencies in this brave <laughs> yeah. new world. So, right. you know, yeah. make sure yeah. that you, you you have the lay of the land, so to speak. Right. Um, all right. Um, with that, we'll, we'll wrap up
1: today's show. And and Gavin, um, we know you were interested in seeing the show, so hopefully this was useful for you. Um, and um, if not, let us know how else we could help. And again, for the rest of you, um, don't forget to hit subscribe, follow us on Twitter. As always, if you have questions, feedback, if you have any interesting guests that you would like to see on the show, uh, send us a note at internetreport at And if you're new to the show and you want to claim your free t shirt, um, that's the same address you hit internetreport at with your address and t shirt size, and we'll get that right over to you. And um, With that, we'll see you next week.